Welcome back, innovators, to another episode of Iowa Innovation. I am Rob Merritt, and I'm here with Anthony Betters. Anthony, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Hey, I don't know if you can see, but from the last time we were on, all my hair's gone now. That's awesome. It's a good look. It's a really good look. And, uh, you know, as we mentioned on the last episode, everybody can see it because this is the first season that you can see us in addition to hearing us. I want you to put in the comments of what you think of my hair now. That is a dangerous thing to ask for, my friend. But but by all means, folks, uh, share comments on what you think, uh, how you think Anthony's new do is looking. Because oh, yeah. I think it looks pretty good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Hey, so uh, we are we are back for another episode We uh, with sponsorship by Van Meter and uh, media sponsorship by Upload Media Group. And we're pretty excited about the episode today because we're uh, we're joined in the studio uh, first of all, by Alex Taylor, who is our co-worker at yes. Co. And Alex is the managing director, actually, of the Iowa Startup Accelerator. And, and Alex, can you talk a little bit about what exactly that involves? Well, I work with uh, startup businesses from Main Street, curbside businesses. Um, for instance, somebody who is currently at the farmer's market and wants to move into a storefront, all the way through to investable, scalable, shark tank, multi-million interstate businesses, helping them de-risk and find their sweet spot and get traction for scalable growth and success. Yeah, you've offered some really valuable mentorship to a number of businesses over the past few years, uh, especially through the Accelerator. And there have been some really neat things that have come through. And you know, We've had launch events in the past where folks have worked on their pitches and everything mm-hmm. like that. And and uh, and it's it's really fun to watch those uh, watch those businesses come in with a, a really good idea, and they're not necessarily sure how to execute it. And then watching you kind of lead them through the process and help them to to scale things up. So yeah, yeah. you do some really exciting work. It's a lot I, of fun. I, I would also add that you do a really good job because we are coworkers, and I know no. how you are. You do a really good job of making sure. Uh, let's say if there's a business that has a question. Um, and I push them over to you. You do a great job of following up with them and making sure that they understand. Because I feel like sometimes like that you're the one that you get straight to the point to let them know exactly how it is. Right. Um, and so I just want to applaud you for that. Man. Well, thank you. Thank you, Anthony. I, I think it's just real important that startup businesses get honest uh, honest feedback. So if I started a business and I went to my sisters or my, my mom or dad or uncle and mm-hmm. said, what do you think of the business? And they say, oh, it's great. We're so proud of you, Alex. And then... In reality, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So I don't, I don't sugarcoat things. I let them know just factually what what my experience tells me, and try to help them as best as possible be successful. I want the same thing they do, and that's success. And then we've also got Liz Hubing in the studio with us, and uh, Liz is the senior director of workforce and business innovation. Uh, and I was about to say ICAD, except that there has been a merger pretty recently. So, uh, so tell us, tell us what the organization is now. Yes, certainly. So our organization is now called Greater Iowa City, Inc. And as you mentioned, Rob, it was a merger between my previous organization, the Iowa City Area Development Group, and then the Iowa City Area Business Partnership. Which used to be the Iowa City Chamber of Commerce, which I used to be part of. In fact, back in the day, uh, you and I were kind of, uh, we were we were like, uh, I, I was going to say, I don't know if parallels companion i don't know like you were the marketing person for icad and i was the marketing person for uh the chamber and so we worked together on a number of events and so we've known each other for a while and uh but i it's been it's been really cool watching the evolution of that organization and they're super lucky to have you on the team 
Although your title is fairly new, can you talk a little bit about what your responsibilities are in that role? Senior. Senior director, yeah. yeah that's, so. that's pretty big. That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's uh, as of last Monday, actually. So pretty breaking news there. But You I heard mean, it here first. <laughs> that's right. We bring you all the latest <laughs> updates Iowa here. Innovation. Yes, yes. So I'm really excited about this new opportunity. I'm going to be overseeing our business innovation team. So really focusing on things like workforce, uh, business support services. So really the traditional chamber work. Um, and then also entrepreneurship. So Previously was leading our entrepreneurship initiative, so I'm uh, really excited to be able to continue doing that in this new role while also taking on some new responsibilities, getting to meet more of our smaller businesses, helping support them with whatever needs that they have, and also working more closely with a couple of my coworkers, Tom Johnson and Stephanie Verdinez. In um, overseeing the org as a whole, we have a new director, Nancy Bird. She joined us in June and really working with her and some of the other team leads to build a new future for our business community in Johnson County. So a lot of exciting things ahead. Yeah. In fact, I mean, we'll get into the, our main topic in just a second, but I'm curious what uh, what what really prompted that merger to happen? Like what made you think, hey, this is the right move for Iowa City to bring these organizations under one roof? So we realized that there was a lot of overlap, especially between the business partnership and the ICAD team. So our leaders at the time, uh, Kate Moreland and Kim Casco, really wanted to explore that further and see how we could continue that with that momentum uh, into the future. So um, with the support of our board of directors, our staff, uh, we we continued forward with it, and we just figured that we could have a larger impact on our community as a whole if we were to continue with the merger. And here we are, and we're we're showing that we're doing it. So we're excited to continue with that. Yeah. Hey, Liz. So how long have you worked at um, ICAD? <clears throat> now, great hours. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm actually like one of the more senior people on the team now, which is <laughs> pretty that cool. Crazy? It's, <laughs> so it's always a weird yeah. feeling when that happens. When uh-huh. you're like, when you've gone for, you still remember being like the rookie, and now you're you're you've got so much experience. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you say that, I feel as though that you've been there. Yeah, long five enough. and a half years. So right. So have a lot a of history. Yeah. Testament yeah. to the city of Iowa City and and uh, what you believe is doing yeah. good work at the, yeah. which was ICAD. Yeah, very passionate about the community and supporting the people in it. I I take great joy out of that work. So I'm happy to continue with it. And maybe I'll be there for another five so years. I I hope to grow at the org and see what we can do for the people and the businesses in the community. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that you two have in common is businesses. And of course, we're here today to talk about the Business Startup Speaker Series. Um, And so... And I know, Rob, I don't know if you have any questions that kind of wanted to prompt that, but I'm also curious just from you two, what was the idea around the Business Star Speaker Series and what exactly is the Business Star Speaker Series? Well, I can uh, start us off. It actually happened about a year ago. Alex was working in our co-working space in Iowa City called Merge, and I think it was October, and we're talking about, you know, what our plans were for the upcoming year. I think we're both at a a bit of a lull in our schedule, more of that kind of planning phase for the next year, and we realized that we both saw a big opportunity in this business education area. So there are always um, these kind of entry-level things like one million cups, and then there's um, kind of accelerators like the Iowa Startup Accelerator, other things like that. But we really saw a gap in between those things of people want to learn things like marketing and financials and legal, but there wasn't anyone really filling that that need. So we figured that we could collaborate on something and see, you know, test it out and see what we could do with it. Yeah, Liz does very similar work to what I do when, when it comes to one-on-ones. When somebody wants to start a business and knocks on the door of, at that time, ICAD or I, the Greater IC or at Nubo, we both end up fielding very, very similar questions. And we were kind of 
sharing notes. It's like, gosh, you know, I just had that question about how to handle a contract or business formation. And I've got that too. And it just seems like it's a common thread of questions that these startups typically have to solve for. I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if uh, we put together a program and we offer it in Iowa City on one day and time and then up in Cedar Rapids at our co-working space, The Vault, at another day and time. So if I can't attend the event in Iowa City, I can attend the same content up in Cedar Rapids. I was going to ask what motivated that part of it because that's – you know, it'd be really easy to just say, hey, you know what, we're going to have it in Cedar Rapids this month and then next month it'll be a speaker in Iowa City. But you've made sure that every speaker comes to both locations within a week. And so what uh, what what motivated that decision? Why did you why did you see a need to be in both places with the same programming? Was it for people to save gas money? <laughs> hey, that, that is a valid concern. I, I, I wish it was that simple. <laughs> now, I, um, well, it's just a slight correction. We we actually will sometimes use the same speaker and sometimes we mix it up because... Um, oh, that's true. It has changed sometimes. Yeah. There are some experts in Iowa City that we want to expose to Iowa City startups. And there's some experts in Cedar Rapids that are residential here we want to make them available to our respective communities. But we were very intentional about trying to host regular hours for each of our respective um, programs and make so that we are predictable for, for anybody who follows this Startup Speaker Series. I think part of it, too, is just offering more accessibility to these kinds of educational offerings. You know, some people, the only time they can get away from work is over the lunch hour, while other people might have, you know, an afternoon lunch schedule where, you know, a morning session like you do in Cedar Rapids works better for them. So I think being able to market it together and say, hey, you can attend this lunch session this week or a breakfast session the next week. I think that really helped people um, understanding that they can attend, um, they can find the support that they need, whatever works with them and their schedule. And um, since we're so close, I mean, Iowa City and Cedar Rapids really aren't that far away. Being able to offer that, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on. And one of the other nice um, benefits of this is if I attended the event in Iowa City first, and I realized the following week that same speaker or a different speaker on the same topic is going to be in Cedar Rapids, and I didn't get all my questions answered in Iowa City, I can then drive up to Cedar Rapids and you know, start peppering questions to that speaker so that I feel like I'm fully knowledgeable on law or marketing or finance or, or what have you. So you mentioned that you know, sometimes you have speakers that double up and sometimes you have speakers who are specific to each city. So as you started coming up with the idea for this series and figuring out who you were going to bring in, how did you, first of all, how did you decide what the topics would be for each installment? And then how did you decide what speakers would be ideal to cover that topic? This all happened really quickly last fall, honestly. It was, some of my favorite meetings were when we were meeting together, Alex, honestly. We, we were so efficient, and it came pretty naturally to us. We just thought about what are the questions that we're receiving from some of these earlier stage startups or entrepreneurs, and similar themes popped up. So that's how we came across that. And we tried to organize it in a way that, you know, we're going to start with the administrative basics. These are the things you absolutely need to do in order to get your business started. And then what are the things that come next? You know, legal is always top of mind, financials. And then a little bit later on, you know, you start thinking about marketing and branding. So that's how we came up with the topics. Yeah, we followed a track very similar to what the um, Iowa Accelerator had when we had a cohort 
startups go through the accelerator. And, and it, there's usually a progression of questions that startups have, starting with how do I get an EIN, employee identification number? How do I open a bank account? How do I register my website? How do I find out what websites are available? Real basic administrative. But then i got to build a website, so I'm going to have to contract out to a web designer. Well, contract. I don't know anything about contracts in the law. And then if I'm going to have it done, what's a UI UX, a user interface? Or, right. And what is branding? Once you get that, then you start into actually marketing to sell. And then after that, sales. How do I open the, how do I get a meeting and how do I prospect and how do I close the sale? And financing. Now that I know how I'm going to get traction and going to grow, how do I get financing? So you get bankers and credit unions, Akiva, um, mm-hmm. have micro lending come in and uh, SBDC, and also talk about grant funding. So it covers um, most of the topics that these startups uh, really need, just the nuts and bolts of blocking and tackling and getting up and running. Right. And so I know the whole point is to get people to the Business Speaker Series so they can actually know about this information to help their business grow. Can you speak on from where it first started uh, to where it is now in the sense of uh, the growth of people coming to the events, or is there anything the public can be able to help out with in the sense of making sure that the the word about the Business Cyber Speaker Series um, gets out to where more people can come to these events? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always helpful to share these things. You know, someone might know another person that's starting a business and they're not aware of um, Nubo Co. or Greater Iowa City. Being able to share that with your network is always helpful. Um, the people that have attended in the past, I think they've done a great job of saying, you should attend these. These were, you know, really beneficial in my my um, path of creating my business. So I think that's always welcome. And I think the testimonials are the things that help us the most of, you know, it's free to attend. Um, they're local people. They're not, you know, these big thought leaders from far away. Like they're people that you could actually work with future down the road. Um, a lot of them are either startups themselves with their business or they're supporting startups and entrepreneurs. So that's kind of how we've picked the people um, intentionally in that way. Right. A couple of things, uh, Anthony. The um, We both communities host One Million Cups, which is where we started to promote this because there's so many entrepreneurs and business startups that attend One Million Cups. So we saw a lot of carryover initially from One Million Cups. Um, and as Liz said, we we're very intentional about the speakers we bring in because not everybody wants to work with startups. Startups typically don't have a lot of money to spend on um, Wall Street uh, financiers or um, boutique lawyers. But the lawyers or the financial folks, um, the marketing folks are used to and are comfortable working with startups on a, a limited budget. So we're making sure that the resources we invite to speak are capable and willing to work with startups. The other thing that has happened is as more people attend, they realize, you know, this isn't just for startups. These are very, very valuable seminars for anybody who owns a small business. And yeah, I was going to mention, uh, Liz and I were talking about this like a month ago, month or so ago, and Liz brought up that one of the biggest surprises has been that although this series was originally conceived as something to help brand new business owners, people just getting started, that actually you've seen a lot of longtime business owners coming in. And I, why, why do you think that that's happening? Why do you, what is it about this series that is appealing to people who've already been in business for years and yet still are like, hey, I have questions. I, I, would, like, I would benefit from this. 
you know, I'll, I'll just say we've all probably got a, a trove of movies that we've seen two or three times. And on the two, the second, third, fourth viewing of that movie, you still find things that are new and informative or interesting or funny or sad or scary. The same is true with the Startup Speaker Series. Um, I've attended uh, most of them, uh, in all of them in Cedar Rapids and several of them in Iowa City, and I learned something new um, in each of them. And uh, it's fascinating to, to see that. The benefit I also pull from this is hearing the questions that the startups have, because if I hear those questions over and over in the Startup Speaker Series, I know that that's something I need to help startups solve for. Yeah, and I think, you know, over the years, people experience different problems with their business and see those opportunities to continue to learn. So to Alex's point, you can go to something several times. And a lot of the people attending, or some of them, have attended last um, season sessions, and now they're attending this season's sessions, which I think is really interesting. You know, the first time around wasn't enough for them that they want to come again. And I think to your point, it's really about that interaction. We make sure that all of the sessions, the attendees have the opportunity to ask questions and it really sparks different conversations every single time. Well, I, I was talking to Bill Daly who did the, um, I can't remember the exact title of it, but you had a session specifically about legal, legal. 101. Yeah. And, um, and he was talking about how every time he gives a presentation, he likes to ask a few questions of the audience beforehand so that he knows who he's talking to and he can kind of tailor his presentation to that so that for example you know he's not going to give a whole lot of information about like big corporate stuff if his audience is made up of a bunch of really small shop owners he'll be like oh these are the legal issues that would probably be most relevant to you right and so with that in mind i imagine that yeah there'd be a if if you have specific questions relating to your business that uh, there'd be a huge benefit to coming to multiple sessions because right. you'd have the chance to hear something that didn't get presented at the other one because there are different people in the audience this time. Well, it's interesting because the Legal um, 101 uh, seminar in Iowa City, Start Speaker Series in Iowa City the first time around, there were, uh, ended to be a stream of questions about uh, intellectual property, IP, and mm -hmm. trademark. And the attorney didn't quite anticipate that. And the following week when we held the same seminar up here, the attorney bought, brought in a partner that was a specialist in, in IP and trademarks. And interestingly enough, we didn't have that line of questioning up here. Up here, the questions leaned more towards business formation. So, um, And then just, th this time around, we had a lot of questions about termination of employees and the legal aspects of that. So you really have no idea where the conversation is going to go, but it, it's been really fun to see yeah. It is. And, and uh, this is why we offer the same seminar once or twice a year, because my needs as a two-year-old business are going to be different than if I'm a one-year-old business as opposed to a seven-year-old business. And we cross different thresholds of information that we need at any given time during that evolution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know that we talked about Kiva a little bit earlier. Um, and I just see, of course, Nuboco um, and Greater IC doing similar things, but also meeting everybody in the middle and a little bit outside of that as well. And so with that being said, um, Kiva can be a part of the biz, uh, business startup speaker series. I cannot say that five times fast. <laughs> so sorry, guys. Um, but I just see some of the programs that we have in Nuboco um, and the programs that you all have at Great RIC are just combining. Um, and I just love the collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, and collaboration is in Nuboco's name. And that's just a testament to, to kind of what we do, right? right. Um, but also um, 
playing nice with everybody because we want to see everybody succeed uh, and stay here in Iowa. Agreed. Well, I think Liz and I share the same North Star, which is economic development. Mm -hmm. And our piece of economic development is through the entrepreneurial programming that we do and helping startups be successful. There are other people that specialize in attracting businesses to Iowa, which is another way to get some economic development. But if we can uh, incubate and grow our own businesses here who then go from two employees to 17 employees, that to me is is great success. And uh, one of my mantras that uh, Liz has heard me say this a million times, um, entrepreneurship is a team sport. Uh, trying to start your own business alone is a, a daunting task. Uh, and that is not something I would recommend. And Liz and I try to demonstrate by example by collaborating and working together because she's going to have answers I don't have. And um, if I can't answer those questions, I want startups to speak with her because she's going to think of things that, that I could never even think of. Yeah, so much about it is our, our network and community. And I think that's where we really work well together, Alex, is that, you know, we all know different people. We all know different things. And when we work together, we can really elevate everyone, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we were talking, you know, in addition to the surprise <laughs> of of longtime business owners who are coming to this because they still have things they want to, are there any other things that now that we're almost, we're almost a year into this program, um, has there been anything else about it that surprised you that you didn't expect uh, or, or that you've learned in the course of doing this? Um, well, I, th I think I said the most surprising thing to me is the difference of uh, differences of questions you'll get in Iowa City versus um, Cedar Rapids. Anticipating what those questions are, it, it's not worth it. It's awfully hard to do because it will change from session to session and speaker to speaker and audience to audience. Um, that's still always surprising to me. Yeah, I think one of the assumptions that I had when we started this is that people would stick with us through every single session. So they'd attend the first one, they'd attend the next one, and they'd go through the whole process. But it's really been the complete opposite of people that are really being intentional with choosing which sessions they want to attend. So maybe they're, you know, thinking about legal aspects, they'll attend that one, and maybe we won't see them for another few. But um, I think that's been really interesting. And that's where, you know, the different types of businesses than we originally expected, we thought it'd be a lot of people that maybe haven't started their business yet. But when you're, um, you know, growing and sustaining your business, they're going to, you know, pick and choose a little bit more. So that's been really interesting. And um, I, think, I think it's also interesting to see once the dialogue gets started to watch entrepreneurs help each other out in the meeting and seeing dialogue between somebody who's attending and may have, have attended a couple of them. But Anthony will have a question and Liz will answer it. And then somebody else in the audience will pipe in and a lot of sharing of resources and modeling the behavior that it is a team sport. Yeah. It's really gone beyond an educational session. It's become a kind of a networking and connection session. I feel like a couple of the people that have attended have almost created their own sort of partnerships and referrals. And the last legal session that we had at um, Merge in Iowa City, people stuck around for 30 minutes after the session ended just chatting with one another. And you don't see that that much anymore where people actually want to stick around. They want to talk. They want to connect. So that's been a really great uh, surprise for me as well. And they've uh, past attendees have been um, great evangelists for mm -hmm. future programs. Um, that's how it's starting to sort of grow. Yeah, and so for yourself, Alex, so you're an entrepreneur, right? I suppose. You, yeah, say so a little <laughs> I mean, bit. Come on, right, <laughs> dude? Wolfables is awesome. That's, and that's we what we have I'm Alex to thank yeah, for that. Yeah. So, uh, but having an actual entrepreneur scale um, a business to be this huge thing now 
you have the expertise to be able to talk to those business owners. So it's just, a, I would say, a, a good thing that you have the, like the experience uh, to be able to talk to those uh, individuals. So would you say that that's a part of why you're it like, it helps start the I've, I've started two or three nonprofits and i've started a, a handful of for-profits yeah. and um, i've also helped re-engineer some existing businesses um, but to be clear my wife uh, the top dog at wolfables runs the business on a day-to-day basis but i've been exposed to every phase of, of the growth and um, challenges we've we've faced with wolfables but having a, a lifetime of entrepreneurial experiences uh, that's what I draw from when I do some mentoring and coaching, and um, that's one of the tools I bring to the table. Uh, but I also am not scared to, to partner with people like Liz, and and uh, the greater I see the resources there, as well as all the great resources we have here in Cedar Rapids and at Nubo. I imagine, I mean, because you have been mentoring uh, individual business owners for, for years now, uh, in addition to your work with the Accelerator and, and now this series, um, and, and Liz, obviously, you're working with uh, a huge amount of businesses in the Iowa City area in your role. And I know that a lot of people talk about how if, if you, one of the best ways to really get better at something or learn something is to teach it. Because in the course of teaching it, it, it makes you have to ask yourself a lot of questions. So I'm, I'm curious, do you feel like you have, in the course of working with so many entrepreneurs and so many businesses... Uh, do you feel like you have learned a lot both from this series and from the people you've worked with that, that then allows you to keep passing that knowledge on to others? Like, do you feel like you're continuing to grow yourself in addition to teaching other people? I would say so. I mean, I, I, I learn a great deal. And in fact, I, I'm going to shift it a little bit from my learning, but one of the first things I like to do when I meet an entrepreneur who's starting a business is introduce that entrepreneur to other entrepreneurs because starting a business is a very, very lonely thing. And um, there is a strong degree of uh, imposter syndrome. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never started a business before. Well, I'm going to introduce you to somebody else who says, I don't know what I've done. You know, I've never started a business before. And when you get two of them together, it's like, oh, wait a second. And then you get two or three of them together or five or six of them together. And all of a sudden, the imposter syndrome starts to sort of go away and they start to build a little bit more confidence that, you know, I'm not the only one that's struggling with this. I think I can do this now that I've got a, a family of support. So they teach themselves and then I learn by watching and listening. And the other thing I learned from is just the many different industries and businesses that that I work with. I mean, my gosh, from from hot sauce to um, land development um land development in marketplace stuff. It's just uh, apps to help me with my diet apps that help me with my weightlifting. I just, um, ag and ag products uh, that help fertilization. Just all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. What, what's your favorite story? Like most memorable growth to now big time business story? Wolfables. Outside of I, I have a favorite for sure. Erica Cole with No Limits. Yes. Um, oh, she's yes. the most amazing story. And yeah. I remember when she first started and she was literally a student at the University of Iowa and she was pitching her company at One Million Cups in Iowa City. So to see her go from that to pivoting her business a little bit and then 
you know, making it on Shark Tank, making a deal and just where she's gone since then. It's really like one of the most inspiring stories and just overall her personal story of what she started and why she started it to where she is now. I yeah. She's by far my favorite. She's on our board of directors too. Exactly. Which is really yeah. pretty cool yeah. for New Boat. So, yeah. So this whole partnership is making sense and everybody around is just collaborating, yeah. which is awesome. I imagine stories like No Limits are a perfect antidote to that imposter syndrome you're talking about. Oh, she, she suffered you know, it. At some point, she was starting out and probably had that... Uh, what am I doing? You know, and she was studying like biochemistry now. at the University of Iowa. Yeah. And she created a product and just all the resources that were surrounding her in this community and the the willingness to help and her drive. Honestly, she's just an incredible uh, person. All right. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because imposter syndrome is probably one of the hardest things for really any new business owner to get over because you it, it's hard to believe that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I have no idea what that noise is, but uh, there, our, our studio seems to be, uh, there seems to be something exciting happening above us right <laughs> Halloween now. Halloween, <laughs> it, it is Halloween, by the way. We are recording this episode on Halloween, so yes. I'm hopeful that that is like an, a person a spirit? moving a those things around up there. <laughs> it's a ghost with imposter syndrome. There you go. Am I a really good ghost? I don't know if I'm haunting this correctly. Let me just move this over here. Um, no, imposter syndrome is... We, we've had an entire episode uh, right. in passings about imposter Allie. syndrome mm-hmm. because it's it's a serious issue. And in order to start a business, like you really do have to not just believe in your product or your service, but you have to believe that in yourself, you have to believe that you have a right to be doing this and that you have you, you bring something valuable to the table. And uh, and I imagine that both of you run into that quite a right. bit working mm-hmm. with people. Right. Well, and I. I, I, I suspect you'll agree with me, Liz, but half of what we do is just share with the entrepreneur. It's okay to, to you know, feel like you're an imposter. That's normal. We're all imposters. We're all imposters. <laughs> what? <It's>, On some <laughs> level. I'm real. What are you talking about? Let's get real, Anthony. I know, yeah, I but know. It, it is. It's a lot of cheerleading and a lot of moral support. You're doing the right things. You're taking the right steps. And it's okay if you feel like an imposter. Let me introduce you to another entrepreneur and you'll realize that you're not alone. Yeah. And it's okay to make mistakes too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fail we, fast. We've, we've, yeah, we've also talked on this podcast before about the fail forward idea. The idea that if you don't take chances, you will never move forward and it's your mistakes that teach you how to get better. And so, um, but I, you know, but this series does a really good job of, of covering uh, not just the things that you need to learn, uh, but also giving people that sense of community and I've been there, I've been through this and you're not alone <coughs> on that. Um, as you're looking forward, what what is the future? Because we've almost finished the first year of this series. What does the future hold for it? Well, I think for us in the Iowa City area, we definitely want to maintain this and I, we've seen great success with it. So it's certainly something we want to continue in the future. And New Boco, as you know, has a... Uh, a statewide reach. So I'm working very diligently to try to bring this sort of programming to some of the uh, other communities, especially the rural communities in the state of Iowa that don't have access to them, uh, these resources, at least immediately in front of them. And teaching some of these communities, Mount Pleasant, Fairfield, um, Mason City, Sioux City, Council Bluffs, how they can start to conduct programs like this. Um, It's not something that Liz and I take proprietary ownership of. We want to Share the love. 
Well, and, we'll, and we actually are going to talk about this uh, at more length in a later episode, Absolutely. but we can hit on it a little bit that, Anthony, you work directly with Alex on a lot of our community partnership programs, and you're <laughs> traveling around the state uh, kind of bringing some of these programs and things in. Yeah. And I imagine that you probably, from what you're seeing, there's probably a pretty good need for a program like this in communities outside of Cedar Rapids, Iowa City? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, it was an idea that, of course, spawned from you two. Uh, but whenever I just think about community partnerships, and I know like, we'll dive in a little bit deeper on the, the next, next episode, but it is cool that you can bring an idea to a community um, and then first and then secondly be able to bring like different programs and events to them to be able to help propel their ecosystem. Um, and there are just ecosystems that are around Iowa um, that look at Nuboco um, and want to help them out a little bit. And I applaud you two for being able to um, want to expand it outside of just a city that you're in to help the greater good right. of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a it kind of, since it's Halloween, I'll just refer a little bit to Wizard of Oz. Um, going into some of these communities, they say, gosh, I don't know how to put on programs like that when in actuality, they have lawyers that want to help startups. They have accounts that want to help startups. They have web developers and programmers that want to help startups right there in the community. Some of these uh, community leaders and economic development chambers of commerce just haven't really figured out how to put those pieces together in a way that is valuable to those startups. And, and we want to help show that, uh, show them how to do that. And we've actually talked to, I think it was uh, Fort Madison, uh, I think, has talked about bringing some people up to see the programming in Iowa City so that they can bring that back to their community. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of the Iowa entrepreneurial ecosystem is that we all want to help each other, right? And we all want to see our communities grow. So with Nuboco being able to support people throughout the state of Iowa, I really applaud you for that. And like you said, it's nothing proprietary. It's just about the connections and the structure. So they have the connections. They just need a little bit of nudging to really bring it to life. I feel like this program is helping a lot of people. And Alex, I know you've helped a lot of businesses. And, and Liz, I know you have too. Why do you enjoy what you do? Like, what do you what what makes you happy going to work every day and doing work like this with other businesses? I just love seeing people's dreams come true. Honestly, it's I think for me, I'm seeing someone go from idea to reality, and even like the struggles that they experience along the way and the persistence it takes. Being able to see them get over that hump and be, create something successful, I think like that's one of the most fulfilling things to me. And knowing that I'm maybe just a little piece of that, it really doesn't get better than that. Yeah, it's, it's an intangible for me. Um, I've got four kids, and I've watched all four of them learn how to ride a bike. And when you finally let them go and watch them on two wheels and the look in their face and the happiness and joy that they feel – as a parent, that is hard to replace. And Rob, you're going to go through this pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Well, I get that same feeling. You, you too, Alex. You yeah. got a grandkid. I got a grandkid. Oh, That's yeah. right. Old, old Cam. Um, more, more bike teaching. In it, more future. bike teaching, I hope. Uh, <laughs> but but the satisfaction I have, uh, I felt as a parent watching that kid on a two-wheel bike go down the street and see the spi- smile on their face, I get that same sense of satisfaction when I have an owner come in saying, oh, I solved this problem or I made this sale or I've got my website up. And it's like hot dog. That's one more, you know, brick in the wall. Let's let's keep building this thing so you have a fortress when it's all done and said. 
I think watching people build their confidence too. Like we were talking about imposter syndrome, just seeing people go from like, I have no idea what I'm doing to like, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing great. Like that's one of the really fulfilling things. Absolutely. And bringing them in 18 months later and saying, Hey, (laughs) do you want to meet with another startup? They're really struggling and say, Oh, I've got this. And they come, you know, prodding in and they love to help other startups. They're they're teaching, they're giving back at just the whole ecosystem working together. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Very rewarding. So we've got a, uh, another installment of the speaker series coming up uh, toward the end of this month. Uh, who, who do we have coming in at the end of November? Yeah, so in November, it's going to be Financials and HR 101. And in Iowa City, we are having our next session on Wednesday, November 15th from 1130 to 1 at Merge in downtown Iowa City. And Janie Stahl, the founder of People and Profit, will be leading that session. So she's a new speaker for us, but she's really talented and we're excited to have her. Yeah, and in uh, Cedar Rapids, we have David Little from Clifton Larson's going to come in and speak on November 29th, Wednesday, November 29th, uh, 8.30 until 10 o'clock at uh, New Boco, the Vault co-working space. He's probably going to spend more time talking about financing, charts of accounts, balance sheets, cash flow statements, not as much HR as what you'll get in Iowa City, but we are covering the, the basics that you really ought to be doing as a startup business or as an existing business. Nice. So if you are an existing business out there in the Cedar Rapids or Iowa City area, please make sure you go to these events. Um, it is very informing, um, and you, you'll be able to get to see the lovely faces of Alex right. or Liz. <laughs> and I uh, think it's important <laughs> to, to remind folks that this is free. Yes. You don't have yes. to pay to come to yeah. this. And Free you're knowledge. hearing from some really, really good experts, mm-hmm. uh, people who um, some of them in their day jobs are getting a very, very high hourly rate for uh, for their insights. And you're going to get to hear from them for free. So yeah. uh, between that and the networking that you're talking about, it's right. a fantastic opportunity that costs you nothing. Right. So. Meet some other entrepreneurs. Um, if you're thinking about starting a business, this is a great place to start networking, building that network of resources mm-hmm. so that when you finally take that idea off the back of a bar napkin and start to implement it, you will all have, have some resources that you met in a million cups or mm-hmm. at the startup speaker series. Yeah. So, uh, well, we just want to say a huge, uh, thank you to both of you yes. for coming in Appreciate and chatting you. with us today. And Alex, uh, if people want to, get a hold of you to talk further about this or or to learn more, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? I would say email. I've got a really simple email, which is alex at nubo.co. Easy. Nubo.co, not .com, .co. That alex attracts a lot of people. Co. Definitely it does. A lot of people. And, and Liz, how about you? Yeah, I would say similarly, uh, email is the best way to get a hold of me. And I have a new email address for Ooh, those of you that okay, have me in your <laughs> contact. Oh, okay, well, this actually is because of our new website, but oh, um, right, it's right. more simple now. It's Liz <laughs> at greateriowacity.com. So don't hesitate to reach out. And whether it's That's with all one this word, or greateriowacity.com. Greateriowacity.com. Okay. Yes. And if people want to see the upcoming speaker series installments, where do they go? I, I think we have that on our events calendar. Correct. Uh, on, on the Nubo website. Uh, And then what about for Iowa City? Yeah. So on our website, greateriowacity.com, we have an event calendar. So you can find the Business Startup Speaker Series, among other networking events in the Iowa City area. Fantastic. Well, seriously, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. I appreciate uh, it. And we want to send out a big thank you also to, uh, to our presenting sponsor, Van Meter, uh, they do fantastic work awesome. and we're actually going to have them on, on an upcoming episode. Yes. Stay tuned. We're very, uh, yeah. To learn a little bit more about Van Meter, 
Um, it is a very uh, what employee owned, and it has a woman. Yeah, leader. Lara. You know, Lara. so it's Lara one of the best places to work in the rankings. See, so. there yeah, we go. She's the bomb. It's a great, great organization. Yeah. So yeah. stay tuned for that. And uh, we also want to send out uh, a quick thank you to our media sponsor, Upload Media Group, that produces hey. this very podcast. Uh, they we'll do great there. work for us. <laughs> um, and so if you, you know, they've got their own network of podcasts that uh, that they produce internally, and then they also offer recording services for companies like us. And so it's great to be on board with them. And, and it's thanks to Upload Media Group that you're seeing us right now. I don't know if it's Thanks to Upload Media Group, or because of Upload Media Group, you have to look at us. <laughs> there you go. Uh, either us. way, however well, you want to look at and it. And they've got really cool ghosts in the attic. They there do have go. really cool ghosts in the <laughs> attic, and we very much enjoyed hearing from them today. That was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, if you want to know more uh, about Nubo and what we do, uh, like Alex said, it's nubo.co, not nubo.com. There we go. It's nubo.co. <laughs> And uh, we certainly encourage people to come in, learn more about what we do. If you'd like to make a donation uh, to support our mission, because we are a nonprofit, uh, please, by all means, come visit us. And uh, and along the same topic, uh, if you'd like to visit Liz's organization, Liz, tell me again what your new website is. GreaterIowaCity.com. There we go. <laughs> there we yeah. Go. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode with us, Anthony. Uh, do you feel like you learned? Something something useful today? I definitely did. I mean, of course, I already knew all about this. Uh, sure. Because I'm pretty close to <laughs> it. I was going to say, we're playing a little bit of like yeah. uh, insider trading here today. Yeah, this is, but this is... it's definitely something knowledgeable uh, for the community. Um, and please, please come out and enjoy the free advice uh, that these professionals are giving out. We also were not kidding at the top of the episode. Uh, if you'd like to weigh in on Anthony's new haircut, uh, we will have a comment <laughs> section on YouTube. Yes, so please, by all means, uh, let us know and uh, help Anthony feel better because we don't want Anthony to have <laughs> imposter syndrome about you know being awesome because he, he is. Great. He does. He all does right. look pretty good. Uh, but thanks so much. We'll see you for the next one. Uh, until then, uh, let's innovate Iowa. Let's innovate Iowa. Let's Accelerate innovate on. Iowa. Bye.